filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Freestyle, filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is going to be a Southern Charm mega cast. Uh, I'm here with Cindy Harrington in the studio. Cindy, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. We've um, we'll see how this all comes together from an editing standpoint. But Dara Richie O'Brien, our, our great friend and reality show pundit, booked us a guest, which is her friend Mara's sister, Kathleen. Yes. Kathleen. What was Kathleen's last name? O'Leary. I want to say it was O'Brien, but that's Dara's last name. Yeah. Which, which anyway, I want to get that right before we intro her. But the bottom line is Kathleen O'Neill. Kathleen O'Neill. I knew it was an O. So Kathleen O'Neill just joined us. We're going to have to edit her in. And But before we do, Cindy, you've got a, a, a hot take or two, a couple of tidbits of information on Southern Charm. And so what the Megacast is going to do today is we'll do this hot take. We'll intro our, our call with Kathleen and her, her chance encounter in Avalon and the Jersey Shore with Shep. And then we'll, we'll call Darrell O'Brien and we'll uh, power through what I believe will be episodes 8 through 11 of, what season is this, 4? Four? 4. Season 4 of Southern Charm. Yeah. All right, Cindy, what do you have for us here? So I was uh, watching Andy Cohen's Then and Now the other night, which mm-hmm. is on, I think, Wednesday night after Real Housewives of New York. And so basically it's his own show where they do um, Andy just sort of reviews moments in history. So big moments in pop culture, history, whatever. Okay. So they were doing 2008 and talking about when the real estate bubble burst. Uh-huh. And so he has all these different people. He has Megan McCain on there. He has RuPaul on there. It's a whole like mix. So is it people who are big in 08? No, theory, just I think his just friends that like okay. he could get on there. Just so of course he also includes Bravo celebrities on there as they're called. And so Chef was on and Shep had, uh, I think, somewhat recently graduated from Vanderbilt, where he was going for grad school. And he majored in resort development. Oh. Um, and so in graduate he, school? Yeah. Oh, I thought you got an MBA. Interesting. I, mean, I don't know if it no, was like, like specialized in that or something. Okay. Um, and so he was over in Dubai, living there. And he was, like, selling real estate over there. Shep was? Yes. In 08? Yes. Holy cow. Yes. And he was saying that he was over there and people, like, suddenly stopped paying their mortgages, stopped, like, mailing in checks, and they were calling people and people just couldn't pay up. So it was also sort of happening on the international market as well, obviously. Hot take there. Um, But, yeah, I just thought that was such a random thing. I never thought Shep really stepped foot out of Charleston just because uh, he loves it so much, never mind being halfway across the world in Dubai. Selling real estate. Yeah. Well, nice. Who knew? Well, with that, thank you very much for that. You're welcome. And then uh, <laughs> coming up next, we will going to join Kathleen. So what happens is Kathleen called, and she, she, and I, she and I and Cindy were all talking, and she kind of went right into the story, which is great. And I didn't want to lose kind of the organic first telling of the story. So where we pick it up is that she's at the White Briar in Avalon, and they were leaving, she and some girlfriends, while Shep and some of his friends rolled in. And where we pick it up is essentially uh, a woman who I don't think any of them knew was going to take the picture for them. So that's coming up, filibusterfreestyle.com. And then, of course, stick around for our uh, diatribe with the great Dara Richie O'Brien.
she's like, well, I'll take it for you. And he actually moved us. He's like, actually, this is better lighting over here. Yeah. And he huh? so, us to where the sun so was he like kind of like very cognizant of the light? I mean, he must. It must happen all the time, right? Like he. Yeah. Get, must yeah, always I, get picture requests, so he he must like understand that the lighting is key. But so. So what, so did you guys take pictures and then he moved you over to take them again or how did it work? No, no. He like, before the girl even took it, he's like, come over here. This lighting's better. And so we were moving, like he moved them over and I went to go my phone to this girl. Um, and he was like, absolutely. Let's take a picture. I mean, he probably assumed it was going to go on social media too. So he wanted it to look Yeah. Good. Let's make sure we get the right lighting, get the right side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys were at the White Briar when you saw him? Yeah, we were at the White Briar. Okay, and then, what, um, I heard that he, he shook your hand either for, like, an elongated <laughs> amount did. of time, or what happened it there? It did. Yeah, so after the picture, again, I, I, you know, we kind of felt silly. We're like, sorry, we just really love you, we love your show. And I shook his hand, but, like, it definitely was a pause. It was, like, one of those, like, I'm never letting go, Jack, you know, those, like, those moments <laughs> where, like, you don't want to let go, but it, I felt like it was, like, mutual, maybe, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, right? And so, you, um, you've been, I mean, you've been, you've been in since the beginning with the show, right? With Southern Charm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and has he been, like, your favorite, like, character? I mean, I think everybody's just drawn to him. He just seems like, you know, he seems like a person you could hang out with. Yeah, for sure. For sure, how were the yeah, how I, are the people that he was him. with? Were they like put out like put out by the fact that their friend like was getting? You know, they over? weren't even around. I did not see them. As soon as we asked for the picture, I did not see them anywhere. Gotcha. So they like they they have like the drill down where they scatter a little bit. Yeah, they probably just went and got their drinks. Yeah. Nice. And so and now uh, you're so like you're the mom of twins, right? So yeah, I am. <laughs> that's awesome. So you have one year old twins. Yeah. And they clearly were not the white briar. No, they weren't. It was a girls' weekend. It was all my college girlfriends. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, there were five of us. So you guys all and, got uh, pictures. Three of us are huge Southern Charm fans. Did the two who aren't huge Southern Charm fans think it was weird or no? The one, uh, the one wasn't there with us. With the other one, she got in the picture, but she's like, "I have no idea who this guy is." All right, nice. Because I, I actually, Dara sent us the picture, and now I, which, uh-huh. one, which one is she? I want to see if her face is like extra disinterested. Yeah, she's the one all the way on the left okay. in like a black dress. Okay, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she's like, I don't know. I don't know this show. <laughs> nice. Well, let me ask you this before we let you go, because what we're going to do is edit this into uh, our convo with Dara later. But okay. uh, I've got a lot of this in there already, um, and it, we will, we'll make you look uh, and sound uh, good, because frankly, okay. it would be bad if we, no one sounded good. It would be on me anyway. But what do you think is <laughs> going to happen in Key West? Do you have any like hot predictions? Because I think it's going to be – a nightmare in a good way. <laughs> I I know you know what to be honest. I'm a little bit behind. Okay. I should have because I watch it when the girls nap, and yeah. I'm a little bit behind. So okay, so let me. Well, basically, they haven't gone to Key West yet, but I think tomorrow okay. night's episode they go to Key West for Cameron's birthday. Um, have you seen the episode where Catherine goes to uh, Saint's birthday party? No. Okay. So I'm like super far. Yeah. Nice. All right. So anyway, it the first like, four or five episodes are fine, and I was mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. I was kind of like, man, they might have lost their luster. But all I can say to you, I think Cindy will agree, is it starts to get really real yeah. right around the time yeah. Catherine um, goes to the birthday party. It starts getting okay. really interesting again. For sure. I, okay. Good. Because I felt like that's how I the beginning of the season. I just wasn't really, you know, I love to watch it because it's great 
you know, show, a great, a great show. But, um, all right, so I'm going to have to... Yeah, like definitely double down and, and know that it's going to get interesting because I, I feel like... But even without watching it, I probably could say it would be a disaster in Key West. <laughs> correct. Because, I mean, I've been Just to Key West with people that I actually them. get along with and it can still be a disaster. And, I mean, exactly. they can barely function as human beings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, um, that's awesome. Well, listen, I will stop the recording real quick, but um, I appreciate you being on. Oh, and, no problem. Uh, I, I like when we get real life brushes with um, oh, yeah. Southern Charmers. I, I actually you, was Have at... you seen his shirts, his new dad bod shirts? No, tell me about those real quick. Well, I guess he's selling, he has like a clothing guy now. Perfect. But um, <laughs> do you see the, my girlfriend who has her hand on his stomach? Uh huh. So oh. that was, the, she's like a huge fan. And she was, um, I guess he's now selling shirts because he's saying that he has a dad bod. But for the record, she yeah. says his abs were hard. Right. Nice. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> she said he did not have a dad bod. <laughs> I feel like in this season he was a dad bod, but it sounds like maybe, yeah. he's, maybe he's locked it up a little he, since he moved he out He may have, yeah. I mean, with the shoulder, he kind of does look like he has one. But, um, I mean, her hand is on his stomach, and she said it wasn't. <laughs> well, I mean, he is known for rocking a Speedo from uh, time exactly. to time in people's pools, so... I guess you have yeah. to have it together a little bit to, to put one of those exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, well thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. It's, like I said, it's, of course. it's good to get – and we were actually remarking like – because I saw Craig in the winter and Naomi I was in Charleston for a work thing. And, oh, yeah. Like, they're both very tall and obviously Shep's tall. Wow. And then Catherine's He's a tall. giant. Yeah. Like, I feel like Catherine's almost as tall as like he and, he and Craig. Yeah. So he was way taller and even cuter in person than I thought he would be. Nice, very good. Good for yeah. you, Sheppy. <laughs> I know. That's we kept saying, "We're like Sheppy, we love you." <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Well, hey, hold on for one second. Let me stop the recording. But thanks for being on, Kathleen. Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and really good to have Kathleen on the show. And now the woman who made it possible, who made that chance encounter with Shep documentable, Dara Richie O'Brien, live from the two one five Philadelphia. Celebrating Father's Day with the beloved pundit Dan O'Brien. How was Dan's Father's Day? It was good. It was uh, relatively low-key, and now he's watching the children while I record this as every Father's Day dream. As every great father does on Father's Day, they do a little extra duty so their wife can do a podcast about Southern Charm, Season 4, Episodes 8 through 11, naturally. Um, So here was Cindy Harrington, obviously, as the fans know, but, you know, we haven't introduced her again since, uh, you know... We're doing a lot of editing this week. It's a bit of a mega cast du jour. And I think it's actually worth it. Would you guys say, I'll ask you first, Dara, that episodes 8 through 11 have delivered where maybe episodes 1 through 7 were, were having trouble delivering for this season? Yeah, really firing on all cylinders at this point. They're really in the swing of things. And a, and a lot of it is heavily produced, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, anytime they need to move a scene or like move a storyline, I think Cindy can go into a little diatribe here, but... Basically, Whitney shows up and like moves moves them to where they need to go next. Um, yes. And Cindy Cindy wants to go on a limb, or just not even a limb, but you want to declare Whitney as, as your MVP for the season so far. He is. I feel like he's totally my MVP. He's moving the storylines along. He's very likable this season. I think he's looking his best that he ever has. All that Botox is really he's really settled in that face. Him. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think. I think he's uh, he's doing a good job. Interestingly, I noticed recently he's not on the credits anymore, though, this season. 
Yes, no longer in the opening credits because I think he's now like a... No longer a uh, primetime player. Yeah, not a primary player anymore. So he's like a B player, but I think intentionally because he produces the show, I believe. Correct, and he's definitely an A player, hence you giving him MVP. Yeah, I think he's enjoyable in small amounts. For sure. Small amounts, as I feel the same about JD. Small amounts. JD's having, I mean, again, I would not even try to give JD MVP of the season, but... The fact that he's been the collective conscience and voice of reason of the season is mind-blowing. Troubling times. Yeah. <laughs> he's the moral compass of the season. When the, when the, yeah, when the person who shows up to a, a one-year-old's birthday party with a red solo cup is your <laughs> is your grounding force, like, this is dark. <laughs> yeah, you've taken a turn for the darkness, and you're trying to come out of the light, and you'll just cling on to any human being who's got a moral <laughs> compass at all. And I mean, right. he's JD. He's got those kids. He's got, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, all right, I'm going to start in episode eight. I'm going to bounce around. I know you guys both have notes, but, and we've, and of course, you know, when you're doing episodes eight through 11, you ask questions in episode eight that are answered by 11, but we'll still try to go in order a little bit. Um, and maybe we can just ta- tackle the whole arc of this, these things. But like Craig and Naomi go to their first couples counseling session uh, following the sip and see at Jennifer's house. They got into a fight. Uh, I'm just going to like not spoiler alert, but fast forward all the way to all their couples counseling. And I would just say that um, Craig is definitely in the wrong overall. I think he's way too sensitive. But my beef with Naomi is then if that's how you feel and I don't think you're wrong, just walk away. Right, right. I completely agree. I just feel like this, I thought this was going to be one of those storylines where they just kind of created it for the drama of the show. Then we got in those therapy sessions and I was like, oh, there's some real stuff happening here. Um, and uh, she just does not like him. Like she doesn't, she may love him, but she doesn't like him. Right. But yeah. And that's a problem. Problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think everybody uh, has either been around people who are in that type of situation or been in that type of situation. At the end of the day, yeah, you just walk away from that one. Yeah, it's not going to end well, I, I don't think. And the only thing I would say, because I'm thinking of it now and there's no point in coming back to it later, is we were noticing today when we were kind of prepping for the show here in Charlotte that um, every time Gizmo's on screen, the producers feel the need to write Gizmo as if Gizmo's a paid character. <laughs> Like, yeah. Is Gizmo getting royalties? Is he going to do pet chow commercials? I don't know. But is Gizmo eating the McFlurry in the back of Craig's Porsche Cayenne? I don't know. All really that interesting. McFlurry is a permanent fixture in the backseat of his car. Yeah, like McDonald's McFlurry is up in Craig's car all day, every day. Um, I feel like he's so thin. Like, how is he having, like, the constant McFlurry? Same question meat? I asked today. Exact same question. I have no idea. And maybe old Craig's back. Maybe. <laughs> mixture of old and new. But, like, let's just really just harp on this for a minute. So, uh, Naomi and Craig did not show any signs, at least on camera, of this, like, just, there's definitely a great divide between liking each other, right? But she stuck with him through lying about taking the bar, lying about finishing law school, like, all this stuff. And there's a couple of things that we can get into and make fun of him for still, but he just did finish law school. He just did buy a house, which is the only thing she's been excited about for him in the entire the only thing she's been nice to him about, and I'm not saying she, he deserved to have be nice right. to get reception of being nice, but was buying the house and then, of course, like passing the bar, which she she still wasn't very – or the finishing law school, which she still was not – like he he made her dinner and they got into a fight. Yeah. 
She was hashtag unimpressed with finishing law school. Correct. Yes. So I feel like he's got two major accomplishments finally and no no dice. Yeah. I know. That's why I feel she just doesn't respect him. Like, she just does not respect him. I feel like, like at this point, I think she thinks he's going to just, I think she's looking down the road and saying, like, you can't. We cannot continue to make money on HelloFresh and dip eyewear sunglasses for the rest of our lives. But, and, and she's right. Like, they can't, right? Which is why she's going to actually get, like, a job where she right. can go every day. Right. And she's the hardest working grad student of all time. Of all time. 14 hour days, guys. 14 hour days. I think she's okay. getting two Masters of Business Administration at once. Yeah. Um, so she's not wrong, but it's like, you know, you got to give them like a little bit of credit you got you have to give him something or else he like that's why you know he just they just don't like each other they don't they don't <laughs> the ship has sailed and i think it's real i think the breakup's gonna be real uh if they break up and i think if they stay together the eventual divorce is gonna be real like i know i just i really hope we can keep naomi in like some oh i think she's in now way. and i think if anything it's gonna make for fun like weird drama if the show as long as they don't right. What do you think? I mean, Cindy? I mean, I hate to say this about her because I love her, but I, I think she stays in it because she knows this is her cash pony and that she's on one of like the biggest shows, and right. so she's just going to ignore all the annoying things that Craig does and just keep rolling with it. Even though, again, I I agree with you guys. I thought initially this might be just like a setup, like for TV, line, yeah, but. Their anger in the therapy session seems very deep seated and real. So yeah, it it's, does. It's a tough one. It's a real tough one. I think she's sticking it out for the show, and then maybe once Southern Charm ends, she might cut her ties. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen to Gizmo because, like, I think it's her cat, but I think Craig loves Gizmo more than more. than uh, yeah. than her, and I think Gizmo knows that. <laughs> he knows where his bread is buttered. I think I've said this to both of you before. As much as I don't really like Craig, I would totally watch a half-hour show between him and Gizmo. Yeah. Uh, like if Shep's gonna I'm get a to if Shep's gonna get a dating spinoff, which we'll maybe get into in a little bit. Um, <laughs> all I know is that the next logical spinoff show is absolutely the Craig and Gizmo half-hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. There, there's lots of other things out there that because uh, honestly. Craig doesn't really need a human to bounce <laughs> ideas off of because, frankly, whenever people are like, that's stupid, he then gets all upset. He doesn't listen anyway. And Gizmo can't talk. So basically it allows Craig to just say things in his head out, like externally, where we can all hear it, and then Gizmo just kind of like runs around being Gizmo. It's kind of like Garfield. I mean, it's yes. great. It's great. Yeah, kind of like the perfect partner for Craig, actually. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that he – have you found like his role being diminished – I feel like, and this is flashing forward to episode 11, but, like, on that guy's night, he could barely get a word in edgewise. Like, he is, like, slowly being kind of, I don't think, like, phased out by the, by the producers or anything, but just by, like, the crew. I feel that his role is becoming, like, a little bit more and more minor in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I th and I think, honestly, and we'll get into this, but he, he just likes an opportunity to pile on Shep. Um, and I think the producers realized that was getting old so that's why Austin has taken that place yeah potentially yeah. and so let's get into Austin a little bit because there's a scene in episode 8 where he and Landon go out drinking um, yes. which then kind of comes back to haunt Austin via 
Shep, sure. I mean, I don't think this is the line of the season, but it's definitely one of Shep's line of the seasons when he rolls in and he sees Landon and Austin and he's like, look at these two consulting adult, consenting adults. <laughs> yes. um, and so line. they seem to, I'm not going to actually go down the road if they have chemistry or whatever, but like, what do you think the producers were thinking putting that out there just to kind of, how much of this is produced, I guess is my question. Um, I would say a, a good deal. Yeah. I would say probably more than we even know. About. Yeah, because I feel like the only reason they got them together was like because they wanted to have some kind of angle where Shep and Austin could have like dude drama, you know? Well, the the way they positioned it at the beginning of the season with like with Austin being the new Shep, which I was very like pleased. Yeah. Nobody's the new Shep. Yeah. Um, but like as the season's gone on, people who I used to love, I've now turning on i don't know like i feel all upside down turned around about like shep and patricia and Catherine. like Catherine's on the upswing for me and like shep and patricia who are like my mainstays are now on the on the decline i don't know yeah yeah well i think patricia's doing it to herself i mean if we talk about the jaja mossbacker friend uh <laughs> who's yeah. her friend who's making what do they call them caftans what are they caftans caftans so clearly Patricia, who now people are calling Pat sometimes, is, um, you know, she and this woman, Jaja, are like trying to make a, a clothing line to make Which some... Which I, I just like literally can't with these dog caftans. Like I just have to go on a rant. I, it's, like, literally anyone buying those, like I'm sure people are buying them as like a joke and I plan on getting you both one for your birthday next year. But like, I just am like this. Don't don't pass this on as like a serious pass this off as a serious business. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's a lot more tacky than I think that she thinks it is. For instance, she's a classy lady. She's got a Bentley. She's got a butler. She drinks bourbon sours from Michael. Yo, know, but at the end of the day, she's selling like Walmart stuff that the ladies from Sweet Home Oklahoma wouldn't even wear. Yes. Wow. How about that? That was a really that good wasn't take. even like a pre written burn. That, that just came really up the dome. That was really good. <laughs> like those. Those ladies who I just don't even, I mean, from the commercials, I can't stand those ladies in Sweet Home, Oklahoma. They wouldn't be caught dead in Jaja and Pat's caftans, okay? And that's saying something. So, that's a true story. So, you know, all, all she's, and you know, she's. I think they're giving her more and more airtime. But to your point, Dara, she keeps doubling down on hating Catherine. Meanwhile, I think Catherine went so far down, like, towards the bottom of Crazy Town that just by virtue of not being crazy... And actually seeing that her kids seem to like her, or at least the kid that seems to be with her <laughs> likes her, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, yeah, I think Patricia's like playing a hand that's not a winnable hand right now. I think Catherine's a lot more sympathetic than she has been the last yeah. couple of years. She seems to be like keeping it together for the most part, and kind of was the bigger person and wrote Thomas that letter, which obviously you know is probably part of like her twelve steps, or, and you know, but that's fine. Yeah. Just she's like I feel like trying to make some sort of positive steps forward in her life. Now, where I can't, this is the thing. It's like, I do feel Catherine's really making a lot of progress, but then she won't let go of this feud with Jennifer, which is so bizarre. But like, other than that, yeah. if I can like separate that out, I feel Catherine is, is on the way up and she's trying to make amends. And she, like she said in the last episode, like, haven't I been punished enough? Yes, she has been. It's yeah, enough. Like, I agree. And so Patricia doubling down on this when she was going to Saint's birthday party mm -hmm. with 
Cameron in her limo or whatever, in her Bentley that's being driven by a butler, being like, isn't it so sad that she'd be invited to her son's birthday like a commoner? And you're like, you're a horrible person. (laughs) You're a horrible person. Right. Not a good look. Right. And like to your point, the only thing that Captain's really been off on is I don't know why she's just destroying Jennifer for no reason. I mean, like, yeah. like Jennifer shouldn't matter enough to you to like she should yeah. be your friend or whatever, but she literally is so rude to her about her baby and, and you, it's so weird. And you think that Pat would be savvy enough to know that Catherine was gonna be a sympathetic character on this season and right. realize that everything she's saying against her is gonna look bad. Yeah. It's just funny right. how she's not like cluing into that. She's a smart lady. You think she would do that. Right, but she's coming off bad on the captains and bad on, you know. <laughs> I mean, her son's levels. the producer. He yeah. could have given her the heads up like this. I was going to say, like, hey, mom, right. we're going hey, to make some amends this year with Catherine. Like, oh, buddy. You know, like, or like, hey, let's give you some other scenes with her because the ones we have are really bad based on how we're going to edit yeah, this. Yeah, because Whitney has joined in on the right. Catherine Sympathy Tour. That's what I was going to so. say. Like, Whitney's in, Cameron's in. Um, so let's go. The dinner party is actually good. The Indian themed dinner party with the, with the fortune teller because the fortune teller goes at least two out of three for things that I care about. She goes, Cameron's going to be pregnant, which spoiler alert, we learned in episode nine that Cameron is pregnant, which we will definitely get into. Um, Craig's going to be a lawyer, which I mean, he passes the bar in this episode or whatever. He p- finishes law school this episode, but then also that Craig and Naomi are going to make it, which frankly, again, I just don't see it. So two out of three ain't bad. Better than 50-50, because they are not soulmates. Um, but what I find interesting, and if I'm just going to link two things, then I want maybe a hot take from each of you guys from episode eight. But my thought from episode eight is, you know, bringing Catherine's name up at that dinner party gets everybody, like, really pissed off. So how on earth are they all agreeing to go to Key West? And, of course, it's because they're being made to go to Key West. But... I mean, right. they can't even speak about her in a group without it turning into a cluster. So um, this Key West thing, and I, I'm, I'm going to hype it for them, is going to be the best thing they've ever done, I think. <laughs> the I can't wait. Yeah. I'm uh, like counting down the days like on a giant calendar. I <laughs> just am so excited. I don't know. I also love that. And again, Chelsea and Austin have become two of my faves. I really like them both. Yeah. Um, and I love that Chelsea's like, well, kind of sounds crappy that you did that to her to Landon. And Landon's like, what girl code? Like, ugh. I just can't. It's going to blow up. I mean, that's what I mean. It's going to absolutely blow up. It's going to be so, great. And so that's my, my lasting impression is like, if they can't talk about Catherine at a dinner party with a fortune teller and Jaja in tow, this yeah. is not, I mean, I've been to Key West. You've all been, you haven't been to Key West, Cindy, but Dara's been to Key West. The best. Just, right. This isn't going to go well for like frenemies and such. Um, no, no. Because the booze don't lie. Okay, do you guys have a... I mean, I, I probably skipped over plenty from episode 8. Do you each... Cindy, do you have anything from episode 8 you want to get off your proverbial chest? I have uh, maybe two things I want to mention. So, um, on the Whispering Aliens um, Facebook group, Dara and or Gavin, I don't know if you guys noticed this, someone took stills of Naomi during the psychic party when the lady said they were both soulmates and they were going to be together oh, forever. Yeah. And it was not a very nice look on Naomi's face. No I way. dying. Like, pure shock? I like, go back. shock and terror. Like, what did I get <laughs> myself into? Um, so I thought that was pretty genius. And then also the letter that Catherine wrote to Thomas was on this episode. Yeah. Which yeah. was very nice. I thought it was very heartfelt. 
And again, she's on like her, her sympathy, you know, taking a big piece of humble pie tour. And I thought it was good. I did too. I really, you know, in the next episode with Saint's birthday, you get to see them interact and like my heart soared, not because I want them to get back together, but because I just want them to get along and coherent. Sure. Absolutely. I root for them. Totally. Totally do. I agree. Um, all right, Dara, anything from episode eight that we missed that you have in your notes that is important to you? Uh, no, I think we covered. Right. Oh, oh, two things. One, we meet Thomas's dad. Oh, yeah. At like a Confederate museum, like paraphernalia museum or something like that. That was such Tough a look. bizarre backdrop. Yep. And I loved how he was like, well, do we want to come to Saint's birthday party? It's at 2 o'clock on Thursday. And I'm like, why are you having a birthday party at 2 o'clock on Thursday? Right. Nobody works is the answer. They're people of leisure, yes. Yeah, and he was like, well, I've got to I've got to go to the dentist, son. So, no, I can't make it. You're like, oh, God. Right. And it just gave you, like, some insight into Thomas's background. Yeah. And How sad. It was, like, a little bit sad. And I think he's a despicable human being. And I couldn't be further away from him on the political spectrum. But it gave me, like, some insight into him just constantly trying to please his father. Yeah. Um, Who has no time little, for no time. Yeah. Did not and did not show up for the birthday party. No, he had to go to the dentist. Um, and then we get to see Austin and Chelsea's date, which was uneventful. But he oh, yeah. oh, told yeah. her about his sister. Yeah, guys, this has haunted my dreams for like weeks. I just can't <laughs> even get the story out of my head. She's essentially they went like hiking in like a national park, and she basically fell off the side. And that's my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> No. Like, oh my god! But they went for a family outing, and it did, I mean, like literally, it was, like you said, it was a horrific family outing. So, pretty oh. crazy story. Um, also, a weird. That whole date was just weird. Yeah. Like I was talking to Cindy, and I said, you know, I just would never take you to like a trampoline park. Yeah, it was just a bizarre. Like, I'm hey, let's have a date. <laughs> 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 but then they had this like really earth-shattering conversation. Uh, after yeah. you know, dunking basketballs and smooching and making boner jokes. Sorry, fans, but it's true. Yes. Chelsea used that word. Facts only. I you mean, did. hashtag quote. Um, so anyway, yeah, that good good catches there, Dara. All right, I don't have a lot of notes for episode nine, but it's definitely the Cameron is pregnant and goes to her therapist and talks about being pregnant uh, episode. It's the Cameron. She's not pregnant yet. No, she just was like. In the in the episode was like I feel like I have to give him. Oh, I thought she literally was pregnant already. No. Oh. No. I think there's a scene that comes later on down the line. I've seen the previews where she says to her mom, "I've thrown away my birth control." Okay. Yeah, because she's pregnant right now in real life, like here in June. In real life. Okay. She, like currently, she's like pregnant. That's what's throwing me off. Okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Okay, so she's not pregnant, but we know she's trying to get pregnant. But this is the episode where Whitney and Cameron come and have lunch with. Craig and Shep and Catherine, most importantly, Catherine. And yeah. they both, Whitney and Cam, start making amends with Catherine. Um, and it's also the episode, and I'll let you guys kind of run this, where T-Rav and Landon go to dinner and mm. talk about potentially dating. And, of course, that woman is eavesdropping and is like, as a Southern woman, she's your soulmate. Y'all better do it. Which is like, yeah. that person was clearly a, clearly a plant or a shill or both, and... They're not soulmates, and they're the worst possible 
And as like everybody said, like I think Cameron said, you could have any fish you want in the sea that is Charleston, and like you're gonna go after old Landau. That was her quote. Yeah. Right. You can have any yacht in the ocean, or yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we are headed for fall in Key West. Uh, hopefully, hopefully at Irish Kevin's because that place gets ugly at night. But shout out to Irish Kevin's. But anyway, what do you guys have from episode nine? Because I really don't have a ton of notes from that one, other than um, you know Catherine breaking bread with Lando. Sorry, oh boy, with Cameron and Ew. Whitney. Um, I felt, yeah, so the big, the big thing was the Catherine lunch meetup in that episode, um, and, you know, it just feels like, and again, not making apologies for her losing her kids because she, like, because she did, she did drugs, she didn't pass a drug test, so that's on her, but it just feels like a bit of a double standard. I mean, he was literally in jail for selling drugs, like, and you know that um, if I had to bet money on it, I, I mean, you, you know that he does recreational drugs. He just didn't get caught in a drug test. I, I just feel like it's a total double standard, and I feel like she was a little bit. A little bit what? Sorry, we got Dara on uh, a little bit delay here. It's reconnecting. Cindy, you got a hot take while we're. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's a total double standard there. And, uh, you know, I think both Whitney and Cam acknowledged that and acknowledged that they maybe hadn't been so supportive in the past. Yeah. And, you know, now they are sort of pledging their support and, and also hinted that maybe T-Rav isn't, you know, uh, an innocent party in it, which I think is, you know, that's sort of the first that that's happened, I think, for Catherine. Probably made her that's right. Pretty happy. That's right. And by the way, we're FaceTiming Dara back again here. But and I would I would say the one thing that Shep actually Craig have done well is kind of call out that double standard. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely call that double standard out and said, well, again, not felony and everything else is standing. Yeah. We're giving Thomas a pass and we're not giving Catherine a pass. And right. that's maybe not very fair. There she is. Hi. How Hi. are you? We, we, we kind of vamped for you there. We were going down the same line, which is, you know, that double standard that's kind of existed. And, you know, I think Shep... And Craig, as I just kind of said to the listeners, is, is they've done a good job of kind of calling that double standard out. Right, exactly. And, and that, you know, Catherine made some mistakes, but, I mean, T-Rav just happened to make them before they had children, but he's made some very <laughs> crucial and substantial discretions. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> right. Or transgressions, excuse me. Transgressions. But anyway, um, Cindy, what do you got from episode nine? Um, I have a, I have a couple things, I think. Um... I wrote I wrote Donna Martin graduates about <laughs> Craig. <laughs> maybe a little nine oh two and oh maybe chuckle. A little yeah, a little nod to the past. Um, I kind of have I feel like they're maybe setting up for next season a little bit with Cam and I feel like they're introducing a little bit of her husband more. And I feel somewhat hopeful about this because they yeah. have him like his voice on the car. Uh, talking, they showed his man cave. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping with her pregnancy, maybe we get more of a glimpse of him in next season, in season five. Maybe the baby will will bring him around to being on the show. Did you see what his name was in her phone? They they have the best like the screen grabs of of their names. Oh yeah. like you know in their phone. Um, what was it? In there as Jason Ice Wimberly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which I thought was great. That's awesome. I didn't even notice that. That's amazing. How about that? Is that is that ICE like a case of emergency acronym or? Because a lot of folks. Oh my gosh! Is it? I think it's her in case of emergency, but it looks cooler when it's in the middle. Whoa! Wait, Gab. Wow. Open my mind. Alex. Yeah, yeah. So I've people, never... I'm not one of them, and I mean. Full disclosure, I don't usually run with a cell phone, and people like Cindy get mad at me because I go out there with no ID, and everybody's afraid yes. that, you know, when I get hit by a car or whatever, like an acorn drops on my foot and I fall over, no one's going to know who I am or how to get a hold of me, and I'm going to have no phone. But people who are a lot more cautious than me have in their cell phone like an ICE, in case of emergency person. Now, I don't know that you can find Jason for his middle name being ICE as your emergency contact, but... Regardless, it sounds a lot cooler when you're Jason Ice Wemberly than like Oh my god, Ice you're Jason. blowing my mind. I'm going to put Dan as my Ice. Dan Ice O'Brien. <laughs> Make him feel good about himself. Yeah. Ice man. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what else? Dara, what do you, any, what, not, I'm sure there's plenty more. What What else from episode nine caught your, caught your eye? This was like, I felt kind of a filler episode. Oh, um, Catherine gets the letter back from Thomas. Correct. Which yeah. I thought was really nice, too. And again, was rooting for them. Um, and I do have a note here uh, to ask Cindy, do you think Drew is hot? I do not. Nope. Ew, I, I agree. Know. She's like, hot, young stallion. And you're like, ew, who's hot? Like, I don't think he's hot at all. I mean, I have to say it pained me to watch two dates with Landon on this episode. And um, her date with Drew was so pathetic. I Where mean, she puts up with him and like cries into her chicken wing. Yeah, and it's so weird because in, I think in the previous episode, she said to Austin, he texted her to say, like, do you love me? And then... She wrote, are you drunk? Yeah, she responded, are you drunk? But then in this episode, he seems so like disconnected and like fine with her ending things with him. And I think there's such a weird dichotomy that I, she's probably not telling the truth. Yeah. Which only adds to my distaste for her. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes. She just, she's got to be one of the most unlikable characters on any show. I, know, I don't know. She does what no happened. favors for herself. I was going to say that. She's done herself no favors. I mean. No, I, she really hasn't. I'll get it. I'm going to save it for, for episode 11, but she's she just <laughs> continues to underwhelm, underimpress, and underdeliver in all ways of being a grown-up human being. But you know what? She's married well at least once before, and she got that going for her. And I'm far be it for me to criticize her any more than I'm about to. But anyway, um, <laughs> so episode ten. Unless there's anything that I missed, because like Dara had made a good point, that it is pretty much a filler episode. Saint's birthday party. Uh, again, Patricia spitting fire on Catherine in the back of the Bentley. Awkward convo to start the party between, you know, Catherine and T-Rav. I'm just going to say it, guys. Is Saint okay? For what do you a mean? One-year-old, like- for a one-year-old, I just feel like the development, it, I'm a little, I'm questioning the development of, of the development at one year old. Hmm, good question. I had and I'm not really trying like- to hate and I'm not trying to poke, but they, nope. they put the baby on the show. Yeah. The baby's on the show. The baby's face is not blown out. The baby's name is there just like Gizmo and Kenzie and everybody else. So the baby doesn't talk. Baby doesn't make any noises. The baby doesn't even really seem to be with it a lot. And I get it. It's probably a lot to have a camera in your face as a one-year-old. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. It's, I've had the same thoughts. I can't lie. Um, 
don't, I don't like, like notice him really. Maybe that's saying enough, really. Right yeah. There. I yeah. I mean, you just worry what mindset Catherine was during that pregnancy, and right. I don't know. You hope for the best, obviously, for him. But I I agree. I can't lie that that thought hasn't crossed my mind. Yeah. So I mean, I hope he's okay, and I hope it just you know it's just the way it's portrayed. Yeah. Like, like everything else on the show, some of it's probably unintentionally. Yeah, it might be cut funny or whatever. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm sure the kid's great. I hope he is. But yeah. I just didn't know if you guys knew anything that I didn't know. I do not. Okay. I do not. I okay. thought it was weird in that episode too. And again, you have to consider, I guess, what how things are cut and edited. But I, it appeared as if Catherine greeted Thomas before her children at the party. Yeah. It's so strange. But I'm like, they had to have like edited out their, I don't know, warm embrace. I would hope. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good take by you, or a good notice by yeah, you, because you're right. Now that I think about it, right. I, I still think, and I think it started coming out towards the end of episode eleven after the photo shoot that like she says that she's over the whole thing with Tom. She's not. Yeah, yeah for sure. Not. Yeah. I mean, that's fair too. But I'm just saying she's not. Right. Right. Which means Key West is going to be an explosion. Correct. Going to be great. Um, <laughs> Danny makes a little cameo at that picnic petting zoo thing. Good for Danny. You haven't seen her. Haven't in a while. seen Danny since like episode one. Um, oh. And I barely recognize her this season because she's not wearing those dumb fedoras anymore. So God <laughs> bless her for that. Sorry, Danny. Next time I'm in Charleston, you can smoke. You can punch me in the face or something. Um, JD obviously voice of reason is there. Pat basically Irish goodbyes the party. I mean, she says to like Cameron, "Can you get a ride home?" Like. <laughs> That's what I say to Andrew Patterson when I'm like, all right, dude, like I'm going to go pass out in the guest room. Like, good luck with this party. Um, you know, from Cape Cod, days of yore, to quote Whitney, who likes to say Catherine of yore. But um, Pat basically like doesn't have any fun at the party and goes up to Cameron and says, sorry, I gave you a ride. I'm leaving. Can you get a ride? Yeah. Well, deuces. Yeah. Deuces. And again, Pat comes off like an idiot um, or like, you know, an uncaring ice queen with a bad caftan collection mm-hmm. um, available at JCPenney. Um, what did you guys think about Jennifer going to lunch with Landon? And essentially, I feel like at the beginning she was saying, don't date T-Rav. But like five minutes later, she was like, no, no, go for T-Rav. It was so weird. I don't know. They just had common, I guess their common bond, so to speak, was that they both don't like Catherine. So they're like, let's film together. It'll be great. (laughs) I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems sort of like a filler, filler scene. It was a little weird. Forced. Forced, yeah. Yeah. And then- Landon, Landon doesn't have girlfriends. This is like what I'm realizing about her. She doesn't seem to have, I mean, at least on the show. Right, I mean, maybe right, of course, of course. Outside of the show. Right. But like, even Cam, who's supposed to be her friend, I guess, but it's like very obvious that Cam and Chelsea, Chel- I'm saying Chelsea Chel- now, like, Chelsea. like Cameron says Chelsea. Yeah. The team. yeah. yeah. Chel- Chelsea. 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 Um, <laughs> It's very obvious that Cam and Chelsea are real friends, and so, like, it doesn't even seem, I haven't even really seen Landon and Cam film together at all, I just don't think that she is friends with any of the girls on the show, she's only friends with the guys, and even them, not that much, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and I think, um, not to fast forward ahead a little bit, but I think towards the end of the episode, when... Craig and um, Naomi and Cameron are all at Craig's new new purchase, property purchase. They all sort of start to become suspicious of yeah. Landon and the uh, allegations of, of her and Thomas, I think, hooking up in London. 
Right, right. Yeah, that seems to come out yeah. as we go further into the season. Right. She's just not, she is, and, and, you know, it looks like Chelsea's going to bring up this, like, girl code thing on the, and I don't know about girl code, but, like, I just feel like she's just, Landon's just not a girl's girl, and I yeah, just, right. just don't like those people. Like, I just, <laughs> there's just something, like, wrong with those people. Yeah. I don't know. Right, exactly. That's no, true. I know what you mean. Um, what do you guys make of her date walk flower arrangement with Thomas? I mean, so how did that even end? It's kind of like the like the like the most useless conversation I've heard she in my life. She didn't even really answer him. She was just kind of like he was like, "Well, why not take a chance?" And then it like flashed to some other scene, and she and it flashed back to him. She was like, "Oh, well, what should we do now?" So it wasn't like, "Yes yeah. or no." Just very. I think it was a very overproduced scene. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's any, they are not interested, I don't think they're interested in each other in any sincere way, but they are going to play up that whole thing, and I think she is more interested in him being, like, an investor of some sort, which is why she stays really good friends with him, Yeah, but I don't think that she's, like, legitimately romantically interested in him, and nor her, or him and her, like, I don't, I don't see it. Right. Yeah. I mean, isn't there, I think one of you guys told me that there's a kind of a rumor out there that the nanny on the show is the mother of the real nanny who Thomas may or may not actually be romantically involved with. Someone said that. I did hear that. I heard he tried, he like tried to be romantically involved with the actual nanny, but he is actually, um, through an Instagram deep dive, <laughs> Uh, he's dating this girl that lives actually out in California. Oh, okay. And is that why he's always in, what, why was he in Palm Desert for like a while and now he's back in Charleston? Well, I think he was playing polo out there. I think he had some polo deal where he was, I, he must be a pretty good polo player, I would imagine. I know nothing about the sport, but, um, he was out there for a while and this girl seems to be friends with Landon and now she is. She seems to be dating him because he's all over her Instagram stories. Okay. That's oh, and the Instagram stories. Yes. I'm not checking the Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, okay, but not like an actual Instagram post of them. Um, not that I can recall, but I think Landon actually has a picture of the three of them on hers. Oh, I'm gonna go get on that. that. Crack research team, yeah. deep dive. I like that's, that. That's right. Um. All right, let's talk about Shep. Um, he gets woken up at 1 a.m. or 2, sorry, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. by Cameron. He wants to go see a house out, I think, in Folly Island or Folly Beach, and Des doesn't. Um, we last saw him chugging tequila, Don Julio, at Chelsea's house. Uh, and then next thing you know, Cameron comes over, there's cigarette butts, beer cans, trash bags, the whole nine yards. And essentially... He's talking about the fact that he's got a, basically a, a, a restaurant closing party every night, a bar, a bar staff closing party every night at his house. They kind of made it out to be a lot worse at the beginning of the year that he had some kind of like real substance abuse issue. I just think it's like my man liked the party and it's getting the best of him because now he's 38 years old and it's kind of tough, 37 years old, to like regroup every day. But what do we make of the whole – I don't want to get into – Episode 11's main point, which is kind of the Austin Chelsea Shep blow up. But I mean, what do we make Shep just 
Where, 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 are we going? where are we going with this guy? You guys are two of his biggest apologizers over the years. It sounds like Sarah's turning well, on him a little bit. I've turned, uh, episode 11 made me turn on, but th- this, this, um, this episode about, like, the partying and all that stuff, like, look, he probably, he admittedly does drink, like, almost every night, and I get how if you live downtown in Charleston, that could easily happen. Let alone if you're a like a local, you know, celebrity, quote unquote. I mean, right. he is kind of a celebrity, right? So, I mean, we were like scouring like every restaurant and bar that we went into looking for him. Right. So, I get how that could easily happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, so and and he doesn't have kids and he's not married. So, you know, the only thing is, is he's like he's a 37, 38 years old. So, like, you know, how long can you keep doing that? I don't know, but. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't really care about his partying. I just think that they tried to make that like a storyline this season. I'm just like, I get it. I mean, I, right. I just understand in his world how that would happen all the time. But he, that's why he wants to move to the beach. That's why he moves. He does eventually buy a house at the beach because he's like trying to right out of that scene. I Do don't we know. think a lot of this is really geared towards this, this rumored spin-off dating show that he's going to be on? Yeah, I, th- I think they're setting it all up and and in part trying to give him like a redemption story. Yeah. To yeah. be like he was partying, he was a mess and now he's trying to get his act together and find a nice girl. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, but I do feel like there are kernels of truth, right, that he keeps saying throughout the season. Like, and I think it was in episode 11 where he's like, uh, Cam says something about, like, you know, you should go after Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's so perfect for you. And he was like, she's like, I don't think, I think you're afraid yeah. to feel something. And he was like, I want to feel something. I would love to feel anything. Right? And that, right. I felt like that was like a very true little kernel. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Especially when you pick up some quasi slash real celebrity and. To all the points you just made about everybody wants to hang out and have a drink and make out with you and all this, like at some point you're probably just like, okay, <laughs> this is pretty. Right. Vap- this is a pretty vapid existence, right? Totally. Exactly. Um, okay. Anything from episode ten from either of you guys? Cindy's got some notes there. What do you got? Something. Um, the crabbing date was really boring. Crabbing date was boring. Um, Between Chelsea and uh, Austin, they went crabbing. Cameron was right. I felt like literally forgot about right. it. That's worst worst five minutes of my my life. Right, brutal. <laughs> Cameron was very endearing at the therapist for what she said about Jason. I I have to admit I teared up a little bit. Same. Um and you guys are softies. <laughs> I know, I know. And Landon again, her partner like calls her and was like, "I've been up since two a.m." you know, working on this thing. And you know she provides all the content and Landon's like, yeah, me too, man. Like, no, you haven't. I know. Give me she a was break. like trying to rack her brain for things that people say in a work environment. She was like, oh my gosh, me too. Right. And then like, T-Rap shows up. She's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Oh, my friend's here. I gotta go. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, that poor lady's doing all the work for that doomed website. I mean... As the proprietor of a little-known website, I mean, she's definitely not putting in the work. Um, so, any anything else you guys are missing from 10? Dara, anything from 10 you're missing? Episode 10? No. Okay. It was all to 11. Let's stay with Cameron. Sorry. Gosh darn it. Landon. I'm looking at Cameron's name in my notes. Her dad hates Rome, the website. 
Her dad is super annoyed by her in general, by being a grown-ass woman who is still like... I'm sorry if, if anybody who knows Landon is listening or if Landon ever listens to the show. Sorry to kill you, but your dad just can't stand that you're the worst adult ever. Um, he basically proposes to her to like essentially give her a job to just show up every day to a plot of land and make like 200 grand. And she's like, I really want to make it on my own with my website. And it's almost like, it's, I mean, he, he couldn't, what was the line, Cindy? She's like, at least we're spending time together. She's like, aren't you so happy to be spending time with your daughter? And he's like, well, I could still be in Key West. (laughs) And that is when Landon's dad became my favorite character. (laughs) It was hilarious. Um, He is so annoyed by her existence. And I agree. It's like, yeah, you want your parent to believe in you, but I literally wrote in my notes, how old is Landon? It's not like she's 17 and she's like, but I have a yeah. dream. They're like, she's, she's 35. something years old. Get it together. Yeah. Like, do <laughs> you that know what? You can look up to the plot of land every day, get yourself some Wi-Fi, and work on your website out there and make right. sure everyone else shows up to the job. Like, you make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which basically her dad's like, I'm going to give you this money anyway because I have to, it sounds like, so at least <laughs> can you do something for me? Right. Can I stay exactly. in Key West and send you point. money and you can just show up and like say get some Wi-Fi and get an iPad and just do this? Right. Right. P.S. Right. There's cell service out there and your girl's doing all the work for you, so what do you care? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's not good. Um, Catherine's photo shoot with Kenzie, that is pretty good. Um, this episode had a couple of good storylines. Clearly that was pretty – I mean, Kenzie definitely wanted to go with her mom. I don't think you can engineer that. That was heartbreaking, I'm sure. For Dara, you're a mom. You get that. Uh well, it's like hard to. I teared up at that part. Like I was just like, "Oh my god, this poor like woman has like suffered enough. Give her back her kids." Like yeah. I just yeah. so yeah. hard to watch. What I would say is Chelsea's really playing it well because I feel like while her relationship is very boring to me, um, her being willing to film with and be sympathetic towards Catherine is only going to help her stock as somebody that they bring back. Because um, uh-huh. as we've all said, Catherine is basically the show the end of the day um Catherine has a line of the episode which basically she's moved out of kind of like the I guess for lack of a better term like typical smoke show model world to she's not quite a mom model yet but she's kind of like a young mom model aka a J crew b word and she says but I'm definitely not a J J crew b word (laughs) I I like how she's basically trying to get jobs modeling for companies like J crew and completely blows them out the water and says J crew people are the worst like, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I I love some J Crew, and I was like, still thought it was the line of the night. <laughs> it was the line of the night. I mean, I'm wearing J Crew right now, uh, as well as a Sweet Patriots T-shirt my mom got me. Hey, uh, props to my mom on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad too, uh, and everybody's dad. But anyway, I digress. But I mean, you know, really great. Best line of the year. Best line of the season. It's gonna great be line. tough to top that. Tough yeah. to top that. Um. The other thing I want to say about Catherine is the return of, like, Catherine making the most puzzling, pained expressions on her face. Like, like she'll say something, and then the camera will stay on her for half a second, and she'll just make this weird face like she's either constipated or figuring a math problem or both. And it's just an unbelievable face. It's an unbelievable face. Yeah, she's clearly in, like, a new mind frame. Like, she's very humble and, you know... um, 
like on our apology tour <laughs> and, and then in the confessionals it's clearly like after the fact and she's kind of over it and she's like I'm to listen I'm done apologizing like I'm, I'm over it I'm over these people it's funny yeah exactly yeah guys here's a question what makes what is the background of Cam and Shep's friendship like why are they such good friends Jeff? yeah Cam and Shep like okay so I didn't watch season one but she Dan thinks that she was just kind of inserted into this um, kind of group of friends. Like, maybe they knew each other loosely or something like that, but Dan was like, it was very obvious in season one that, like, Cameron wasn't anyone's, like, I don't know, real friend kind of going into it, that she was just kind of put on the show to, she's been on reality TV before, she's cute, she's funny, she can advance the storyline, but then has all, then has become, like, legitimate friends with these people, so I don't know if they knew each other before they started because okay. she's just so into getting Shep a lady and all this and she's like tripled down on the Chelsea thing which frankly is we're going to get into that in a minute it's kind of blown up in everybody's face a bit yeah that's it's interesting um <clears throat> because the way the show started was as I know it Whitney met Thomas and Shep uh I think randomly like I, I don't know if he maybe knew Thomas a little bit before but thought they were both so dynamic and then pitched the show, and eventually Bravo picked it up. Um, but I think Cam got married in between season one and two, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. and um, Shep and Whitney and Danny and Craig, I think, were all at her wedding. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely good friends. But she just, like, she started to kind of show him some tough love recently, but she's kind of been, like, his biggest fan. And I just, I mean, he's... Well, it's a good I question. think, you know... She roots for him, and he's a likable person, I'm sure. I mean, you know, yeah, he's fun and funny, and, you know, I, I do like him. Is his act getting a little old? Yes. I think, like, the big thing in this episode is obviously this whole Chelsea. Yeah, let's go into that. I mean, where, where, where are you guys, I mean, where do you guys even want to start? Do you want to start with, with, like, Chelsea talking to Austin about it? Do you want to start with, I mean, where do we start? <laughs> So I just think that here, here's my thing. So just as a quick recap, right, Chelsea, and also why why weren't they filming? It is so irritating. But Chelsea, Austin, and Shep are all at Shep's bar or at a bar, and they're hanging out, and Austin goes to get more drinks, and Shep says, let's go outside and talk for a minute. Maybe he wanted to grab a smoke or something. I don't know. And then he essentially says to Chelsea, like, you cannot be serious about Austin. Like, everyone thinks you guys are a joke. You have no chemistry. Nobody <laughs> sees it. And then tries to kiss her. And she's like, what are you doing? And then he tries to do it again. And my issue is not necessarily with, like, the actual act of him. Like, there was this really, like, there was this article on Vulture that I'm sure you read, Cindy. But it was, like, about, you didn't read it? No. There was this article on Vulture by um, that guy, Brian Moylan, who's on the bitch oh, sesh. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, sorry for the B word. <laughs> the B sesh. And um, <laughs> so he writes for Vulture, and he wrote this whole article about how this whole rape cult, like about rape culture, and yeah. he used this as an example. So I, I don't know if I'm going that far with it, because we've all, like, uh, you know, guys are... I just feel like we've all been in a position where, like, you think you're vibing with a girl, you like a girl, you try to kiss her. She says no. Do you try to kiss her again? No, I don't think you should. But, like, you know, he's, he's he likes her. It's not like he was, like, 
trying to assault her or anything like that. Right, right. But my general feeling about it is, is that because he says to Cam at a later point, like, I just, it's like a bright, shiny object and I wanted to have it. Well, that to me just says that your general attitude about women is like, not, not the great. Best. Like you just right. really kind of view them as things, and that is where I turned on him. It wasn't that he tried to kiss her; it was just that his like his defense he was very dismissive. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't like that. So, yeah, what you want? Okay, where's my question? Just switch gears a little bit, yeah. but same same topic. So I feel as if there's a piece where Chelsea tells Austin about it, and I think Austin definitely likes Chelsea a lot. I think he. Potentially likes her more than she likes him, or at least uh-huh. is much more willing to commit based on what we're shown on the show. But it seems like in previews for like the next episode, or maybe even even part of this episode, but it was brushed brushed upon that Austin goes back and kind of talks to Chelsea about the confrontation he had with Shep, which we still have to kind of get into. And she's almost like, "Well, I didn't say that." And it's like, "Well, yes, you did. We all saw you say that." Right. And so I, I almost feel like, is there a little bit of her, you know, and again, I, I'm not trying to go down the road of like being kissed or Shep thinking women are objects or any of that, but is she being hyperbolic and did she kind of set Austin up for whether it was intended by the producer's failure or just her kind of being, you know, I don't know, like a little bit two-faced and like, I'm going to see if these dudes will fight over me and I, this little boy, and I mean, he, she's like seven, eight years older than him, like, this nice right. little boy is going to go and uh, defend my honor. And then when he comes back and says, I did that. And my friend's not my friend anymore. And she's like, well, I didn't really say John had kissed me three times. Like, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. We'll it's be a bad look for her. If that's the way it comes out. Yeah. What, what she says next week, um, about it. I don't know. It's yeah, like, I think I, it might be sort of leading up to the Key West episode. I think a lot of different storylines are going to, really crescendo crescendo together yeah yeah well well, let's let's just talk about let's just spend the rest of our time talking about the the bro down of about Bo. uh, we're definitely gonna get into Bo because who the hell is Bo? Bo? (laughs) dara have we ever seen Bo before no but i literally wrote down who is Bo? and then i wrote put me in coach like he is dying to be put on the show it was like my 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 note my notes are also, who's this Bo guy at Bro's Night? And then I wrote, Bo is on team, get Bo on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. He's not on Chef's team, he's not on Austin's team, because honestly it was very indiscernible who he was rooting for, except for himself not being pixelated-faced on Bravo. Right, he right. Signed that release he signed that release, <laughs> lock, stock, and barrel. I will pay you to be on. Thank you, yeah. and I will sh- S-can bourbon gentry the rest of my life to do it. You know, <laughs> gentry bourbon. Sin, what were your thoughts on Bo? But yeah, just that he he was trying to I think play peacemaker, play middleman. Whitney was definitely on Shep's side, uh, no question. Whitney was also on. Not only is beneath me, but this is pretty good TV, so I'm going to humor it. Like yeah, and also side. like what is this bar that they're bringing me to? Because I hate it here. Yeah. yeah, the faces he makes when he walks into places that are clearly beneath him in, like, his everyday life are priceless. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then I was also, like, Whitney just kind of, he's entitled, Shep's entitled, and did that whole thing kind of play into it. Like, you know. That's right. Like, All right, settle down. Like, you know, and then Craig and Austin, who are not entitled because they don't have the kind of wealth that the other two have, were kind of like, 
well, yeah, you tried to sleep with my girlfriend and you tried to hook up with my girlfriend. <laughs> like, you know, just yeah. like, uh, I think that's sort of this. what they were probably trying to set up there as well. I yeah, a little like point that they made. socioeconomic dynamic yeah. dichotomy, if you will. Um, so deep. What did we think just about kind of Shep was basically by the end, I got a million friends, I don't need one more. Was that overreaction? Is that real? That was surprising by him, I thought. it's That's not his usual style. I think he is, uh, you know, way more easygoing than that and, and loves the group, loves to be inclusive. He always talks about, you know, being inclusive of everyone. And uh, that was, yeah, that was interesting move by him. Yeah, I don't think, I I think the, I mean, they were posting him, uh, Austin and Craig were all posting on uh, social media this weekend. It was Austin's birthday and Chelsea was posting with them. So they're all clearly yeah, yeah. friends. And that's yeah. fair. Yeah, but it's, I mean, you know. It might have been overhyped a little bit just to, you know, play up the drama of it. Right. But I'm sure Shep just didn't want to be, like, he's like, now, I'm, you know, we had this storyline where we're in, like, a love triangle. Now I'm being called out for, like, Being a groper? Like, right. Being, like, a creeper? Yeah. My hands are my hands like, chap. Get out of here. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. It's like a bad night at the club, you know? Right. Um, that's, that's that's good to know that everybody's, everybody's tweeting and Instagramming each other, and they're all still good. I just can't wait to see what happens in Key West. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything else from episode 11. I know there's plenty. But, I mean, clearly Craig and Naomi's fighting got to a new level. And, I mean, they're done. I mean, if they're not done, they should be done. Or they're the best two actresses, actors in all of South Carolina. Yeah. Because they are done. Yeah. And he's wrong. And he, he's not a good fit that. for her. But she stays with him. It's on her. That's, that's yeah. a decent I agree. Yeah. And, and she also needs to, like, knock back on those 16-hour days at business school because um, no one believes you. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that they were in therapy, and she was like, did you just wake up? You sound like hell. Like, I was know, offshore was trading. Like, oh, boy. Oh, God. I've been offshore trading all the... He was like, uh... He's like, no. I didn't, I didn't just wake up, and you're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Totally. But was that mean of her to say? Yes, also. Yeah. Right. She's got some good one-liners against him. I will give her that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She crammed and said something like, tonight's not my best look. Like, and you know what? We're learning and we're growing and I love, like... But I actually don't think she's wrong. I just think she needs to walk away. Right. Like, I don't think it's a bad look for her. I think she's being... I think she's honestly exasperated and that's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just therapy is not the answer. It's walking away. Uh, speaking of walking away, we probably got to get out of here pretty soon. But if these either episode or episodes of Key West are as newsworthy as we think they might be, we may be reconvening sooner than later to talk about them as a standalone. And if not, we'll incorporate them into the reunion show because we're going to do one more, at least season four piece with the reunion shows because we know those will be great. But if Key West blows up the way out, based on my previous experiences being in Key West, will likely blow up for these people who can barely talk about each other, let alone stay in a house together for probably six days or four days, whatever. We're going to be back here sooner than later talking about Southern Charm, Key West edition, right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, it's Cameron's birthday, right? Yep. Bad decisions would get made. Does uh, anybody have any inklings on, I mean, clearly the Catherine Landon, Chelsea, they, they, they tease some, like, girl fighting on a roof deck, but 
anything that you guys picked up on or rumors, spoiler alerts coming your way from Key West or just let it ride? I'm interested that they didn't um, tease any sort of, did they tease any sort of Chef uh, Austin? I don't think so. Or anything? Not that I recall. Okay. Be interesting well, that'll to be see. interesting. I can't, oh, they teased a, uh, Landon and Catherine having a conversation at dinner. I was like, oh, I chills. I can't wait. I can't wait. It wouldn't be an end of a season without some wonderful worlds of wisdom and some dinner and some dinner beef. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. These people love to ruin a dinner party during the hors d'oeuvres. They really do. Sure do. Uh, .com is where you can find us. Find us all over social media. Just search the words filibuster freestyle. Uh, nine times out of ten, you'll end up in the right place. And uh, I want to say thanks to Cindy for coming to the home studio here in Charlotte. Good to be here. And thank Darren for making some time on Father's Day. Uh, and, and by the way, we are very excited that Game of Thrones is only a month away, which means Dan O'Brien uh, back for Wine Wall and Dragons. And we are so excited for Game <laughs> of Thrones to come back for some serious Nerd Fest 2017. Uh, Darren, stick around for a minute. We'll hit the theme song. Hopefully I can edit this thing pretty well. And thanks to Kathleen for being on earlier and talking about the uh, New Jersey Shore Chef experience. And we'll see everybody soon. Thanks a lot. Filibuster Freestyle. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks.